Hey everyone, Chris Haddon here with Hard Money Bankers, back at you with another expert interview. Today we have Trey Llewellyn from Trey Llewellyn Companies. Thanks a lot for being with us, Trey. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm I'm just pumped up. I'm jacked up, ready to rock and roll. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. So so we're about to dive right in. Um, quick little background. Trey and I met each other when Jason and I were part of a business owner mastermind group a couple years ago, maybe a, a year and change, and in different niches. But as we know, and as we've gone through other interviews, you just see how much awesome overlap there is between business owners, no matter what you do. And there's a lot to be learned from that too, from people in different industries. And even Trey himself is in a couple different things at the same time. Um, do you want to give us a little background on yourself, how you got started in business, all the, all the usual stuff? Oh man. Uh, so yeah, of course we, we, so let's take it back and then I'll, uh, kind of bring it all the way up to front and then you know, we'll see. We'll see kind of what you. And if I go into too much detail, just say, "Hey, let's let's uh, shorten it." Do your thing. So, uh, so basically, I started about three and a half years ago. It's been a long time. I know three full years. Uh, I was doing insurance. I was an insurance agent. I graduated as an electrical engineer out of college. Didn't want to do that. Is what I found out. I uh, thought the insurance game was my game and got really good at it. But I was working for a corporate structure to where they limited me on my marketing capabilities of like what I could go do. Like I couldn't. I couldn't do things like such as like videotape myself in a car and well, which makes sense being an insurance agent. So, hmm. you know, it, it put limits on me. So that's kind of where I started to say, okay, I want to go and do something where I'm kind of more of control. I can actually try doing different things in marketing. So that's kind of where that kind of leap started to happen where I started reaching out and trying to find this new thing, this new passion, uh, you know, of like, what could I do? And it kind of came down to where, um, my, my drive, right? My why. And my brother, Bryceland, uh, who's also a partner in a couple of the companies of mine, uh, of ours, is he was, he was just graduating from law academy, law school. He's going to become a police officer. And I, you know, I, and it, that just kind of st- kept, kept, kept uh, hitting me. You know, I'm like, man, I don't want to see this guy come home in a coffin, to be honest. Uh, so I went up to him and I was like, hey, uh, I don't want you coming home in a coffin. I don't want you to be a police officer. I know that's your dream. And I said, let's, how about we do something, you know, crazy and let's start a business together. And I knew that really the only way that he would do that is, is, um, if we did something about guns because he loved guns. And so he said, well, what would we do a business about? I said, well, let's do it about guns. I, I get jacked up just about the, the world of the game of marketing, right? The game of just being able to sell something. Like I could, I could sell snow cones. I don't care. Like I just get drive from that where his drive it's from guns. So that's kind of where we created our first little company. It was called uh, I Love My Gun, uh, start, which stands for Island G, as the acronym. And we started building a fan page called I Love My Guns. And we started with, uh, you know, just pictures of guns and just kind of like, you know, just that, that good picture like people love to watch and see. And from there, uh, we said, okay, well, what do we sell these guys? And about then, that time was when the t-shirt craze was kind of going on online. And me and him said, oh, you know what, I think we can build a couple t-shirts, put some funny sayings on it that we kind of say at the range that he says at the range. And so we did that. And our first month we brought in, you know, maybe like four or five hundred bucks, like a thousand bucks. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't anything unsettling, you know, earth shattering. Uh, but, Still you know, I was like first month, though. No, you know, we sold, we sold, and this, well, this is when Facebook was like, hey, like, you know, here's some engagement, baby. Like, let's, you know, I'll I'll give you likes, I'll give you shares, I'll give you comments, whatever you want. Now it's like, you know, pulling teeth. So it was really easy, right? It was as easy as it is. 
And so, uh, so anyways, we did that. And then, uh, you know, I went to this conference uh, down in Palm Springs, Florida with a couple of mastermind mentors of mine. And they really challenged me there. Uh, they really put some challenging, uh, you know, pressure on me to do better. And because we, we talked about our goals. And I, my goal was like, man, I, I want to make 60 grand in a month. Because that's exactly what I was making as an insurance agent in a year. And I thought, if I could do that, then I have 11 months of vacation to myself. Like, I'm pretty jacked up. That's pretty sweet. And so about three months later, uh, after being pressured by these guys and going through some, some techniques, uh, we were able to hit like $30,000 in March. I was like, wow, we're kind of getting close. We're kind of getting the hang of this thing. And then in April, uh, three months after that, so it's been a total six months, uh, we did $117,000 online uh, through just t-shirt sales. And it was absolutely phenomenal just in one month, like 117 grand, one month. I was like, wow, this is awesome. So meanwhile, this is all kind of, uh, you know, going on and it's great. But at the same time, you're in that tug of war of, can I let myself go from the golden handcuffs, which is the, the check that comes in every two weeks, right? That, that confidence of, man, I know, I know I'm secure because that check's coming in. And I know a lot of people that you talk to, that I talk to, entrepreneurs all over the world, we all had to kind of make that decision. And it is probably one of the toughest decisions to make is to quit your job and to really believe in yourself and to continue on in a business. And, you know, I talked to, I talked to a lot of uh, people that I looked up to that were entrepreneurs that had quit their job. And I said, you know, how was it? Like, what did you think? Like, what, what made you make the decision? And I got to say, like, everybody's answer was almost identical. And they said, I wish I would have done it sooner. That's what they, that's what they all said. Um, you know? Am I, bringing yeah. back some, am I bringing back some energy? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, uh, this year is coming up on 10 years for Jason and I since we started uh, oh, our wow. main company, which is our lending company. And at the time, I mean, that was, that was a tough time in, in the economy and in real estate, too. It was 2007, and everything had just tanked or was in the process yeah. of tanking. Yes. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's mixed emotions and pros and cons. Of course, like starting to build your company sooner or starting to just live that life sooner would be good. But at the same time, you have to be ready financially. You have to be ready mentally. Like we were young. Like um, we were maybe 27 at the time and a lot less mature. So you know, it's a big difference between 27 and maybe 24, for example. So you have to be ready in different ways, financially, mentally, everything else. So, yes, I know what you mean, absolutely. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so go, go sorry, I jumped that. in there. Uh, continue. No, continue I, with uh, your I mean, six I just, months. I just saw, I just saw that the anxiety building up. I was like, yeah, you, I'm bringing it back because I was going through the same thing, right? It's like, yeah. ugh, like, can we take? Can you take it? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right. And so I made the decision, and you know, never looked back. And so I kept kept hustling. And we, um, so I, I, you know, I run a mastermind. I do, I do coaching, and we, co I started coaching on how to sell T-shirts. Like we were doing well, we were doing a hundred thousand dollars a month. I was like, you know what? Let's spread the knowledge. Let's spread the goodness, and give people some knowledge, like how to also quit their jobs. Because I think this is a pretty cool thing. And so that created some saturation in the market because other people were teaching it. Not only was I teaching it, other people were teaching it. So everybody's kind of like running and jumping into this T-shirt game, and uh, and so, which allows for the market to be overcompensated with t-shirts is really what happened to where we were seeing comments on our Facebook page like when we post a new uh, new shirt they would say man I bought the last five you guys have per have put up and I I can't purchase another one the wife says no like I got five I don't need six I guess and that's that was kind of the writing on the wall to where we said okay you know we need to move somewhere else and so we moved into physical products and 
you know, I started going to China. I started traveling to China. Uh, is where is where I started going and to source products and to find American-made products here in the U.S. and then also uh, China-made products to find good margins. And we started getting into the physical game, and so and physical product game. And from there, that's when that's when things really started to take off because we found some products here in the U.S. and we found some products in China that together really really did well online. Um, you know, between that, between the T-shirts and and going full products, we were building a website to sell T-shirts. Because the bad thing I didn't tell you about this, but the bad thing was when we were selling the T-shirts, we didn't have the buyer data. They didn't give us the buyer data, so that means I don't have the emails, I don't have phone numbers, I don't have addresses, send them a postcard. Like I got nothing, and I'm I'm pretty much unemployed, or I was unemployed until I sold the next shirt, and that was a, that was that was tough. That was really really rough, and so. I had this guy build this website that I thought was going to be be the be all, right? Uh, to where I could get that buyer data back. And so we launched this website. It cost us five thousand dollars to do it, and we went live day one. I slowed down traffic from the other websites, thinking this was going to be the new thing, and it crashed. It bombed. It, it like just fell apart. And I'm like in turmoil because I have bills. I have a newborn on the way. My brother has bills. He has a newly newly married wife. Uh, I mean, it was. I was like, Whoa, okay, all right, what do we do? You know, like, let's, let's kind of get it together here. Let's figure something out because this is crazy. And so I was talking to a good friend of mine, Kim Doyle, and I was telling tell her all this stuff, and she's like, you need to go check out this thing called ClickFunnels. And so I was like, ClickFunnels, what the heck's that? And so I grabbed the free trial. I put, I put a um, funny story. I, I went to Amazon, okay, because we don't have physical products. We don't have, I was, in, I was in the top of my house. I was in a loft. Not in some crazy like you know factory or anything, and so I'm sitting up there. I'm like, okay, what can we do? And I bought a tin, a tin sign. It said, "Warning: uh, Due to ammo increase, price increase, because Obama was totally you know getting scaring the Second Amendment to our people, so they're like buying ammo up. So there's increase in ammos. It said, due to ammo increase, there will be no warning shot, is what the sign said. And so I could get it. I was a Prime account on Amazon. I could get it for six dollars on Amazon. I took the 10 sign, I put it up on a ClickFunnels order page, and I sold it for 16. And I started running, running Facebook posts to it. Yeah. And in two, in two days, it took trash. me two days to build the order form, and in I think like two or three days, we sold enough to buy a year's worth of ClickFunnels, the account, I think it was like a thousand bucks. And that's when that, that spark lit. I was like, this is it. This is where we're headed. This is what's gonna make or break us. And so that's when we went down the physical product line and from there, from that day forward, uh, we've done full full physical products, uh, which is a t-shirt. I mean, t-shirts, physical products too. But this is I don't know how you want to differentiate the two. But basically, from there, we went from my Llewellyn loft. We had myself, my brother. We had a lady who answered our customer service calls, to where we went into the next piece, where we we uh, we, we started renting a little building that was 800 square foot. One of my good friends, he still works here, Dylan. He walks in this 800 square foot, coming from the loft, right, the little loft that we were in, and he was like, "What are we gonna do with all this space, Trey?" And I was like, "I really didn't know. I was like, I, I don't know. It comes with a garage, comes with one office, and it comes with a lot of space, and it was all concrete, right? Nothing really flattering to look at, but it was 800 bucks a month. And so, within six months, we had filled the place with about four employees. We filled it with USPS boxes and, and shipping. Uh, stuff was get, taking off." So then we, we about moved into a new place, which was right behind it, which was 1,600 square foot. So it was two of them put together as a suite. Uh, we were there for about almost a year. 
uh, there, and then we became to where we were busting between busting between the seams. Uh, frankly, because of the, the I mean, everybody always talks about this how the fire marshal almost shut us down, but realistically, we we were between code, right? Like I always made the running joke of like, hey, if, if the fire truck ever pulls up, make sure two of us walk out the front door because we're over code. Like this is not going to be good if they walk in and see this. So I knew we were on the brink of like, you know, maybe being shut down and that would just be awful. And so uh, in the last month now, uh, January 1st, 2017, we have moved into what kind of you're seeing behind myself right now in the studio. I'm in a recording studio, but outside that front door, is an 8,300 8, square foot facility that houses our customer service, that houses our call center, that houses our marketing team. So we've gone from you know four employee or, or just myself rather, rather in three years to right now we're we're on the brink of, of breaking that 50 employee mark. So wow. it's it's been it's been just insane growth on on everything. So that's that's my story uh, in kind of a nutshell of how it all kind of became what it is today and, and where we're headed. I mean, it's it's been a remarkable journey. It's, I'm blessed. It's it's amazing. That's that's great stuff. That is some tremendous growth for a small company in its first few years, for mm. sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I was making a couple notes when you were going through that, so I'm going to start firing a couple questions at you. Um, okay. Okay. When you were selling t-shirts 100K a month, where how were you driving that kind of traffic? All of our traffic came from Facebook ads. That's okay. That's all, all the ads on Facebook to the targeting yep. stuff and everything else that they like just to your own page or to anybody who likes, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, our, have to give our target your, keyword, yeah. our target key. Well, funny. So it's funny that you asked that our target keyword was gun at the at the time. And so we would type in gun because at the time Facebook just took words out of your uh, you know, profile, like when you type and stuff. So it search for those keywords and say, oh, this person's talking about that keyword you're talking about. And we'll put an ad in front of them. So we started with the word gun, but what we found out was more than people who love guns talk about guns. People who hate guns talk about the word gun. And yeah. so You're on our comments, like you waste a lot of money driving traffic to uh, some super oh, liberal people talking about you know gun restrictions. Oh, some haters, some oh, extreme yeah. haters on our T-shirts. That's exactly right. So yeah, once we narrowed the, tar the targeting down. Uh, you know, we, we really got it to go. And so we started using, you know, brand names. We started using uh, different keywords that were more alike to people like that would say, like, like for instance, if I target a police officer, that wouldn't work because, again, we have people like criminals saying, oh, this police officer didn't treat me right versus someone saying my daughter is a police officer. So we started work looking for more deterrent words that was more specific, like someone uh, of that uh, industry would know, right? That's kind of how we got really targeted with our ads. Gotcha. And we were able to scale them at the time. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, so what cool. are some of the other physical products in that niche that you added to your product line? Oh, man. We got – we got. so what's funny is, you know, everybody's always like, okay, well, what's the product that's selling the best? And, you know, that, and that's a funny question. And the, the second thing is, is, you know, people think that we have, like, millions of SKUs. And I was reading a book one time where I, I, I'll have to get the title for you, but it said for every product you add to your inventory, like add a SKU, you 12x the complexity of your business. Hmm. 12x. And I was like, come on, 12x? Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it sounds. Extreme. It didn't. It didn't make any sense until we started shipping a thousand orders a day. That's when it. That's when it hit. 
but so we sell we sell floodlights. We sell, oh man, we sell uh, night lights. We sell um, whistles. We sell can openers. We sell all kinds of first aid kits. We sell um, you know little trinket stuff that you know people love to buy. Bracelets, uh, jewelry sells really well. But realistically, you know, we only have like 20 products that we sell, and some are consumable, some are continuity programs that people love being in, some are, you know, like a, like our like a flashlight or like a floodlight or things like that. So it's just it's just a really mix of things, but it's just it's two di different di uh, demographics, such as someone can only afford maybe a trinket that's five bucks, to where somebody can afford maybe a a thirty dollar bracelet, to where somebody can afford like a sixty dollar floodlight, you know. So it depends on, that's where we kind of balance our um, type of consumer where we're able to kind of get them all in that area. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And I'm, I'm going to okay. go off my script a little bit, just being a marketing nerd, like there's a few things I want to pick through. Um, okay, so I'm assuming that since so many of these people are in the same niche and might be potential buyers of you know, similar products, not necessarily similar, but you know, add-on products, complementary, same world. How, how do you know once people come into your system how do you determine what you're going to offer them okay good question this is a good question that's a mark I love that you asked I love that you asked this because <laughs> I talk I talk about this in the mastermind all the time the number one thing I wish I had my class here because they would all answer this the same the number one thing we sell to someone after they purchase it is the same thing mmm Good answer. I wasn't expecting that. More of the same thing. We need more of whatever we, sell we just got. If they're if they're saying, "Hey, I want a water bottle," the next the first upsell is, "You want another water bottle for twenty percent off?" They just told you they wanted water bottles, and now you're like, "Do you want one more for a discount?" Because they just showed you that they'll pay fifty dollars for one. But if you say, "Hey, you want one more for forty bucks?" They're like, "I can't say no." You'll get twenty percent conversion every time. I believe it. And Amazon does it, so you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon does it. Maybe that's where I learned it. Possibly. Maybe in China, too. I got these awesome gray undershirts that are made out of bamboo straight from China from Amazon. And wow. I bought three of them, and then they were just you know, killing me with emails and everything else and showing it, to, like retargeting and everything. Because, of course, I need more than three, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I like that and answer. They're consumables. That, that's a good, good answer. Um, okay, uh, changing gears a little bit. You have some different things going on. Your coaching, your mastermind, the everything going on with selling the physical products and all of that. What what does your personal day to day look like? Yeah, so my personal day to day, um, you know, it, it varies. Uh, to be quite frank, uh, I am. I wish I was a morning person, and so I struggle with the morning. I used to do workouts in the morning and I couldn't I, I was not able to complete them or get through them because I was just always tired. And it wasn't I wasn't tired because I was staying up late. I got full rest. I'm just for some reason biologically I just can't I'm just I, it's just really hard for me. So that's been a real struggle so far uh, in this three years of just because I want to get up early. Like the mentality is there. So I'm doing things like Miracle Morning uh, savers. I do things like um, you know rituals and what I was noticing like with miracle morning when I get up at five I'd get up around five o'clock and then I would just go in and like meditate uh, And then read a book and do some scribing and then affirmations, but what I was finding was that uh, when I was reading a book for 20 minutes in the morning, but then if I try to reflect on that book during the day 
I didn't read it because I was pretty much sleeping through the read, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so I've kind of backtracked a little bit. So I'm like, okay, well, what if I wake up at 4.30? You know, I'll get up at 4.30 and I'll take a shower. I'll get ready as if I'm going to start the day. And then me starting the day is actually Miracle Morning Start uh, to kind of be awakened. And that's worked out uh, a lot better for me to remember like what I'm reading, to remember my affirmations, to remember like what I'm doing as a savers. Um, do I do it every day? No. Uh, do I wish I did it every day? Yes. Uh, some, you know, some days are easier than others, especially if it's a, it's a fun weekend. Like if me and the little guy go out or the, the girlfriend go out and we have fun and, and uh, go to the park or whatever, I mean, pretty tired the next day. So throughout the week, I try to get to it. Uh, but then, but then from there, uh, I do wake up. So no matter what, I'm up by 630. Uh, 630 is my is my becking call like I got to get by that time so I'm up I shower uh, and then I'm in the car and then it takes about 15 minutes to get to our new location now Um, we have a morning meeting Uh, I suggest everybody always has meetings with their staff I know a lot of people just say oh have a meeting to have a meeting but we actually have to you know we try to come to the table with uh, concerns complaints uh, questions theories ideas, right? Concepts. Because we have something here. We have two, two or three things that we do at the office. And a couple of them is, is we have a mantra. And the mantra is, you know, one team, one goal, one mission. One team. We're one team, guys. We're, we got one goal. And we got one mission we're headed for. And the other thing that uh, I got from a good friend of mine, James Friel, is we were kind of chit-chatting around. And he got, he's looking at us. We have whiteboards on the wall. We're kind of like a digital marketing team, but like a call center at the same time. So it's, yeah. a, new, it's a new feel. And he goes, you know what you have is you have a zero resistance atmosphere. Hmm. I love that. I love that because Break if I got down. an idea, yeah, zero resistance atmosphere. If I got an idea, I can go to the whiteboard and write it down. We got whiteboards that string across the wall. We have Max, so uh, the call, the call center. The, yeah, you guys got Max there too. So we have these twenty-seven inch Max uh, for our call center agents. When you walk into any other call center, you're looking at about a seventeen inch, twelve inch screen Windows machine that's going to give you the blue screen of death all day long. With the Max, they're zero resistance atmosphere. There's nothing holding us back to where, you know, it takes a cruise ship three miles to make a turn. We're a little speedboat, you know? We make turns pretty quick on a dime. So I come in, we get the eight o'clock meeting done. Uh, depending on who we're, whatever the, what other teams I need to meet with, we'll, we'll talk about 9 a.m. And then basically I'm in the hot seat uh, for the next four days. And what I mean by that is, you know, people are asking me questions. Uh, we have things, a lot of people still come to me, uh, which is what I want. I'm, I'm in full awareness of what's going on at all times with our funnels, with our, with our center, with our customer support, with, you know, stuff like that. Like we have, of course, an organizational chart that, that teeters down. But I, I do get tugged to war, uh, you know, tugged around a lot, uh, which is fine. And then I still, I still work on funnels. That's what I do best. Uh, I'm, a really, I'm really good at building funnels and optimizing them. And knowing what kind of offers to look for. That's what I'm really, really good at. And so I keep that trait and I, pr- I still bring that to the table. And then we use our other resources to use their traits. Uh, we got an email guy. He's, he's freaking good at email. I could not do what he does at email. Like, it's amazing. We got a guy who, you know, closes on the phone. I could not close like this guy closes on the phone. Like, it's absolutely amazing. People who are handling customer ser- uh, service, hands down to those people, right? Because they, sure. they, they got to handle some of the tough calls. Like, hey, I didn't get my shipment. Hey, this isn't what I expected. I want a refund. You know, like they got to hear that. They, gotta, they also hear the good stuff, right? Hey, oh, my gosh, I'm just so excited. It came two days early. Like, you guys are amazing. Like, they, they get to hear both. But at the end of the day, I know what I'm good at, and I know what other people are good at. So 
learning delegation was tough starting out. And to learn delegation the way I have in the last three years, that's what's really created a strong company and a very good culture uh, that we have. So um, I, leave, I leave every day uh, at the office at 320, uh, 3.20, and then I go home. Uh, I, go to, I go to the gym, actually. So I have a trainer. I have, that's one of the mentors in my life. And uh, we train from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. After that, uh, we have a chef. So a chef cooks on Monday, so she's there today. And then uh, she cooks for the whole week. So basically, she prepares meals for the entire week. So that way, when I get home, um, there's no mess. There's no cooking that really needs to happen. We just warm up food uh, prepared by her. And, and, then, and then we chill. We have family time, you know? And uh, I do my best not to work. I'll, I'll answer clients' questions through Facebook, stuff like that. But I'm not building funnels. I'm not answering emails. I'm not taking phone calls. Uh, I'm, I'm directing my attention to you know the ones who mean the most, which is the family. So that's that's one thing. A lot of people that have come, like just friends, right? Friends and mentors that come and stay with us. That's the one big shocker that they see that I do is I go home and I don't work, and they go they yeah. they just don't know how to do it. And it hurts. It hurts a lot to leave at 3:20 every day. Uh, because I still feel like there's so much in the day that I could be doing. Always. But truth be truth be said, uh, that you know a, a project will always be completed in the time given. And if I give myself from 8 a.m. till 3:20, I'll complete that project. If I give it myself till 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., it'll take me till 6 or 7 p.m. to complete that project. So that's a very cool thing I've learned as well. Very true. Very true. Okay, so you kind of covered my next question as well. So I just want to repeat a couple things for the people watching or listening. Um, yeah. Okay. Those are some really good high-level activities, which is what I was going to address with the next question. The 8 a.m. team meeting, setting the agenda for today, answering anyone's questions, kind of like you know, setting that that game plan for what everyone is going to be focusing on that day. Um, managerial type stuff kind of putting out fires handling what you need to transactionally and you know making sure people are good with their day-to-day -day, in essence um, doing one of your other top-level activities which is building funnels monitoring traffic all of that stuff that started the whole business and that you continue to be number one at and then also other things too that I'm going to um, just assume I mean partially not assuming because I see stuff on social media where you're uh, you know, putting your company out to the world in different ways by doing video and engaging and all of that, uh, which is a top level activity for us too and for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, good stuff. Really, really good stuff. What What's one thing that if you could flip a switch, you would be better at in business? Oh, better at? <clears throat> all right. If there was one thing that I could be extremely good at, it would be to be proactive than reactive. Okay. I hate, I hate being reactive. I hate being reactive. If we can be proactive on something, that's, that's a good thing. Being reactive is when my time just starts to explode, such as you know, if, if someone came and said, hey, um, we just lost internet, what do we do? Right? Well, we have, a, we have a system for that. Let's, let's do our system. Um, uh, another, so to give you an idea, when someone comes to my office, they know to come to me with a solution. We have a no, a no problems only solution attitude, which means I can't come to Trey with a problem. I'm going to come to him with a problem, but I'm also going to back that up with, a, with two solutions that I have. Ooh, so, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, that, that's good. And that, that's, I love that because I hate when people just come to me and think I got the solution. I'm like, well, you know, 
how about you help me and, and come up with a solution and, or, or just give me your ideas and we'll kind of battle it back and forth. But there's so many things that could happen to where, you know, it's like you just kind of start going crazy where like, okay, well, um, you know, hey, a funnel just breaks, right? Like a link just got broken. Okay, well, hold on, let's stop everything and let's go fix this real quick. That's reactive versus proactive would be what every other store owner does, which is when they walk in the first day, they click on the light switch, they click the open sign, they check their voicemails, they make sure their website's online, right? A lot of online marketers don't do that. Uh, where to what we do now is every morning, we call all of our phone numbers, we check all of our domains, we look at all of our email accounts. So it's like clicking on the open sign. It's like, hey, we're open, let's make sure everything's working right. and everything's functioning correctly versus, you know, one thing like, you know, four hours into the day, you get a little ping that says, hey, I wasn't able to order. It doesn't seem like you're, you know, something's wrong. Well, shoot, the whole four hours, it's been down. We just took, you know, took four hours for one person to kind of raise their hand and say, hey, I think something's kind of wonky over here. That's a, then, then we'd be in a reactive position versus being proactive. So if I was good at, if I was the best at one thing that I'm not yet, it's being, it would be to be proactive more than reactive. Yeah. I mean, that is a challenge. I think a lot of people, fortunately, who, end up in the position of owning a business are are pretty good at being proactive. Maybe not perfect. No one's perfect at it. But that's one one big problem with email. I heard someone say that email is other people's agenda for your time. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And one thing I've been trying to teach to our staff here is have your, your one thing you want to knock out when you come into the office and do it before you open your email. And after you do that thing, feel free to log in and go about your normal day. But if you knock out that one thing, I think it's a great way to start. Um, very cool. Okay. Where, you have a lot going on over there. Where, where would you... <laughs> so you've been doing it three, four years with a lot of growth. Where might you see this thing, all of it, five years into the future? Oh, we got big plans. <laughs> we, got, we, got some, we got some cool stuff on uh, you know, we want, we want to be, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I wish, I wish we could share screens because I would show you something and, and you can go check this out. It's on my Facebook profile, but I love seeing this stuff. I love traveling to China and I love like just seeing how the world works because the world is blind to online product or to just product, the world of products, the world is blind to products. It's absolutely amazing. Great analogy to, to, to segue into that is on that Facebook post, there's a picture of a, uh, a face massager, okay? It like helps you massage your face and like put the oils and it's, it's sold by Sephora. Sephora sells this for $199, okay? It's a nice little vibrating massager thing. So I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Let's swing over to China, call a few friends and see what I can get this for. I can get it for I think around five bucks. I think it's around maybe two, maybe it's two to seven dollars. The same looks identical. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But what's amazing is that if you go to Sephora's website for the one ninety nine and you look at the reviews, it just it's explosive. People are just raving about this thing. Paying two hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, my skin glows. It's amazing. Like it's it's beautiful. The power is in the brand. The power is in the brand. And so that's what we're doing. In five years, we're going to have three big brands that will be known by the, the, the population of the United States. We're building, we're building brands. Mm. Gotcha. Big stuff. Um, 
Tell us a little bit about your mastermind, if you could. How'd you get into that? What's it like? Who's the right person to consider joining? All of that. Yeah, so, so uh, that's, that's a good, a good one. one. Uh, so I was doing, I was doing insurance, and um, I was doing my little social media thing. Like I was, I was getting leads on Facebook just by pitter pattering around. I was actually against against Facebook ads. I thought Facebook ads were dumb uh, because of the social, the you know how much you could actually just gain from just posting something. And so I created like little systems and nuances and like little things that I would do. Like for instance, I would put like a, a card together that held by hands and it would say, thanks for the ad. And then if you added me, I would send you that picture. I recorded a video one time that was like, hey, Trey Llewellyn here, just wanna wish you a really quick happy birthday. I hope today is great. I hope you're just, you know, just gonna have the best day. Again, happy birthday to you. Notice I never said their name. So I would, I would take that video and every time Facebook says, hey, it's Jeffrey's birthday today, it's Steve's birthday today, I would just go post that video. And people would share it, they would love it. And that started to spread my name and then people started to follow me and see that I was selling insurance. They're like, hey, I see that you sell insurance. I'm like, yeah, I just sell insurance. And so I was like, let's talk. And so that was a way for me to gain these leads. Well, people, real estate agents, people who I was talking to, loan officers, home inspectors, were coming to me like, hey, how are you getting so many people to follow you on Facebook? Like, how do you get so many shares and likes and like posts? Like, it's amazing. And I was like, oh, it's super simple. And they're like, well, teach me. I was like, okay, well, I'll teach you. And then one lady one time was like, she handed me a check for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, what's this for? And she's like, I can't believe the information you just gave me. Like, it's worth more than this, but I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I just want to give you a hundred dollars. So I was like, okay. And that kind of like was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, people are willing to pay me for this information. And so I built this DVD. It was called Trey's Social Breakthrough. I still have about 500 of them because I didn't sell that many. And I'll tell you the reason why. So I built, I went, I, I, I meticulously went through Facebook and built all the stuff that I knew how to do. And I recorded it on ScreenFlow. And I, I took my time. I was in my basement, had no microphone. I mean, it was awful. And going back and looking at it, it was all screen shares. Mm -hmm. And so I built this whole thing out. It was amazing. I sent it to California. I bought 500 DVDs. I, and on the way back, I kid you not, on the way back, these DVDs, they're like, I have the shipping code. It says shipped. says left the facility. I'm excited for them. I'm logging into Facebook, and I'm looking at, wow, Facebook doesn't look like it used to. Facebook's changed. Everything's switched around. All the pictures and videos and news feeds, it's all different. Well, Facebook, ironically, at the same freaking time, came up with this massive update of like a new, just like, presence right of like how where things were clicking and it was just all messed up so the dvds that i was shipping to myself then they didn't work anymore because i was literally doing mouse click by mouse click showing someone how to go through each process mouse click by mouse click and now you don't you can't yep. and so that was a really good learning experience for me because now i'm sitting on 500 dvds that i can't change and that's kind of when i switched over to digital uh that's what we do now is everybody gets the digital copy, right? Because then that's like, oh, hey, here's the updated version on this little piece that they changed. Because they still do. They, Facebook is still changing oh, yeah. stuff. And so that was that. Was that. Uh, that's kind of where I learned like people are, are willing to you know, be coached. And, it's a, and, and there's, there has to be some skin in the game. Because the people who don't pay, uh, they, don't, they don't do the changes. They don't work as hard. And so there has to be some skin in the game on both sides. Because I'm giving my time. I'm giving a lot of my energy towards you. So you got to give them some skin back, just so I know that you're in the game and that we can, you know, make things, make big things happen. Very cool. Um, and if people are interested in 
checking out more about you or the coaching or anything, where where's the best place to find you? Oh, the best place is TreyLlewellen.com. That's got everything you ever want to look for. That's got Unstoppable Core, which is free videos that we put out. Uh, that'll get you at least started on knowing what the heck's online marketing is. Uh, and then there's master classes that you can buy for like ten bucks a month. That's some crazy content. And then of course we have the mastermind. So it's a you know it's a that's an investment as well. Yeah, I did check out your site um, earlier, and there's definitely a lot going on there with the podcast mm -hmm. and everything else. Tons of content, good stuff. Um, one more question for you to wrap up here, a little curveball. What does retirement look like for Trey Llewellyn? <laughs> so that's a good, you got, you got some really good questions. And hopefully I know, I have, that, I've had that, good answers. It's such a curveball for entrepreneurs because it's, uh, it's hard to even, anyway, I'll let you do your thing. Yeah, so I will never retire. Um, retirement really isn't me. You know, even if even if I sold the company, you know, I, I always made the joke is, you know, we'll sell the, sell the company for like twenty five million or so, and even even if we did, um, I would probably go on a two day vacation to St. Thomas and do a woohoo celebration, kind of like we did when we had our first hundred k month, and you know, toasted champagne glasses. But man, I gotta tell you, um, I don't even work. You know, I don't even work because because when you don't work. It's an amazing life, you know, and that's 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 the beauty behind it. Is is I don't have a job, I don't have a I don't have a, a work. I just have I have a playground, and I get to go play in the sand all day long and make different things and see the excitement in people's faces. And and you know what's really cool is when your employees come in and they're they they're posting pictures like I just bought a new house, um, I just bought a new car, um, I bought a puppy for the first time. You know, I think that means more to me than anything of, of being able to change just so many people's lives uh, and just not mine, right? It's, it's theirs now. And just being a part of that and seeing their excitement of, I never even knew I could afford a house. I never even knew I could have a new car or, or take, my, take my boyfriend out to a date, right? Pay for his meal. Like, who, who does that? And so it's cool. And so, you know, that's it. You know, there is no retirement. I just, it's just fun. I just enjoy it. And I wake up every day and I'm excited to go to work and, uh, you know, go do whatever I need to do and have fun and talk to the guys and brainstorm. And I get jacked up about it. Like I'm excited about it. My brain never stops on it. It just keeps on going and I love it. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, uh, I hear similar answers, you know, when, when I ask that question, because yeah, I mean, especially after a little while where you, after you, get your bearings, you know what your niche is, you know what you're best at, like you really do feel like you're just going in and playing every day um, in a good yep. way and also affecting positive change for people. Um, well, it's you know, when, when you love what you do, you'll never have to work another day in your life. That's right. Good, good stuff. All right, well, Trey, um, yeah, thanks a lot for taking the time. I mean, you've, uh, since we first met, which was only a couple years ago, you have a lot of stuff going on. So it's been great to see, <laughs> great to hear about. We'll definitely do some kind of follow-up because I'm sure you'll have some cool things to add in the future. Um, like Trey mentioned, TreyLlewellyn.com. Uh, could you spell your last name? Because I know there's like about a dozen ways to, to spell Llewellyn. There is. Uh, Llewellyn is, well, Trey, so T-R-E-Y, uh, not A, so T-R-E-Y. And then Llewellyn is L-E-W-E-L-L-E-N.com. So just TreyLlewellyn.com. Super simple. Excellent. Well, thanks again for being with us, and we will talk to you soon, Trey. Cool, man. Hey, appreciate it. See ya. Later.